Hey, welcome back to the All Access Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about worship, and it is going to be so good. We have our guest, BJ Putnam, who's a part of Bethany's team here. He's the executive of worship and Bethany Music, and so it's going to be a great podcast. I want to encourage you, grab a notepad or whatever you like to take notes with, and lean in. It's going to be a great day. Hey, welcome back to the All Access Podcast. My name is Wayne Brown, and I'm excited about today's podcast. We have here co-hosting with me, Pastor Troy Costanza yep. from the Gathering Church in Mississippi. And uh, Pastor Troy is a part of the All Access team. So, Pastor Troy, thank you for being here today. Oh, what an honor. I'm excited. Man, I'm excited as well. Now, part of the reason why you're here is because you absolutely love worship. Absolutely. Man, it's part of your background, and I know we'll talk even a little bit more about that as the podcast goes on, but... Our guest today is B.J. Putnam, uh, and I'm thrilled to have him today. B.J. is a part of Bethany's team. He's the executive of all of our worship and Bethany music. And um, B.J., we're going to be talking about all things worship and just diving in. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're a senior pastor, or worship pastor, whoever, right. I want you just to lean in and take some notes because I think this podcast is going to really help you today. So, B.J., man, let's talk a little bit about you first, yeah, right. okay, before we dive into some of the questions. Man. And tell us some things that maybe somebody really don't know. Maybe some backgrounds, where you're from, all of that. Yeah. I mean, I started playing drums with my first instrument at eight years old. Wow. I got it as a Christmas gift. And so that kind of started my musical journey mm-hmm. and uh, moved from there. I never became a great drummer. I was just kind of like an okay drummer, uh-huh. but it was like kind of a foundation for rhythm for me. Very cool. So, yeah. Um, maybe something else. I, I've lived in Puerto Rico. I've lived in nice. Costa Rica. Come I've on. Lived you know, traveled throughout Latin America with my parents growing up on the mission field. And yeah, been around Spanish speaking people quite a bit growing up. Very cool. So your mom and dad were in worship? They were. My my dad used to lead worship from the B3. Oh, Ooh. nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's awesome. He, he would sing and lead from the B3 and my mom would sing. They both have amazing voices and are just, um, I'm grateful that I got to grow up in a house that, you know, put worship first. Mm. It was always worship going on in our house and they modeled it so well. Yeah, for me. very cool. Man, I got a chance to meet your mom and dad last mm-hmm. year, man, and have lunch with them in Puerto Rico. And man, they are so cool, bro. Yeah. Your dad and mom are awesome. And so yeah. I could see where your foundation was laid and it's 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 awesome, man. Um man, you've had an opportunity to do some things and and record a lot of albums and be a part of different projects and things like that uh, for the last um, 20 years or so, man, and just be excited about that, man. What are some of the things that you've really enjoyed during that time? Makes me sound old when you say No, man. <laughs> hey, look, we've all been doing stuff for 20 years, you know? You started um, when you were three, right? Right, exactly. Um, I think <clears throat> some of the most memorable for me was doing the Alive in Asia record with Israel and nice, his team. Nice, We did like... Uh, 10 countries or nine countries in like 11 days it was like we were in a different country every day yeah recording that album so that was a lot of fun very Um, cool one of my heroes is darlene check getting to be on that record the uh revealing jesus record was really really cool and an honor i kept like pinching myself the whole time during that (laughs) week like how am i even here right but then you know special record for me was getting to record the more and more album pastor jonathan um, helped help me write a song for that album yeah. called Ask. Yes, one of my favorite songs. And uh, we were just talking about it, how 
you know, he couldn't be at the actual recording. He was there for the rehearsal, but couldn't make the recording because we couldn't make a flight work because he was being installed as the senior pastor that exact weekend. Wow. From that more and more wow. album recording. So that's pretty cool to think that about. That is. It's kind of like full circle thinking back to that, to now, and we're here at Bethany. And right. Just excited about what God's doing. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, man, let's dive in a little bit, and, and um, I'm sure there's some questions that um, people are wanting to know, especially about worship, how things are done here and that type of thing. Uh, man, what are some of the songs that you're listening to right now? I'm listening to a lot of songs, but I have to be really honest. Like What I've been listening to a lot lately is the new Bethany Music stuff, because yeah. we're in the process of, of releasing singles, and of course we released OMG back in October and just released the single Easy to Worship with Nick Day. And um, getting ready to to drop another song called Just One Drop. Oh yeah! <laughs> on the twenty fourth of March, so that's happening. <clears throat> and then releasing the whole album in April. So we just we're excited about these songs. Um, really believe that they're going to resonate with people. And you know, my prayer is you think you think of these songs and you record them, and it's like yeah, yeah it's great songs, but. I think about people who come up and say, you don't know what that song has meant to me and mm -hmm. how I was in a really dark place. And it's those moments, it's like, ah, that's why we do this. You know, we don't just record records to try to get notoriety or get our names out. It's, it's like to bless people and bless the body. And people don't even know Jesus hear a song and, and just weeping. Yeah. And I've, I just was at a conference like a month ago and somebody said I was battling depression and your song more and more like helped me out of that place and uh, just like ah that's so cool to hear those those Absolutely. testimonies so i'm excited about bethany music i'm excited about these songs um and we're continuing to write you know all the time very cool man. good stuff happening man there's a lot of good stuff coming out of bethany music man i'm so pumped about that. yeah i've been listening to easy worship easy to worship it's like on repeat yeah. you know in my house Got it up there. My kids love it. It's been it's been awesome, and it was neat too to be there that night when it was recorded with some of my kids as well. So they were excited when it came out, and they're like, "We were in the room, you know." And yeah. it's just been you know, music has a way of penetrating straight through all the other filters and going straight to the heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always been passionate and loved about worship is that you know, if I'm up on a Sunday and I'm speaking, it's going through filters. You know, mm -hmm. people their experiences. But, man, when that worship hits, it can go straight to the heart and change you and soften that heart. So thanks yeah. for what you do. I mean, it means so much to so many. And and uh, what an honor to have you on the team, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Man, let me ask you some practical questions about just um, from the standpoint of a worship pastor. Mm -hmm. um, man, how does a worship pastor, how should a senior pastor and a worship pastor kind of relate? And what's that dynamic like? I know with Pastor Jonathan being a worship pastor right. previously, uh, of course, he's got a lot of thoughts and, and, and very invested into worship, of course. Um, but just how does that how does that dynamic work out, man? Well, first of all, Pastor Jonathan's not just an amazing worship leader. He's an accomplished musician. Absolutely. So like, you have that kind of like in the back of your mind at times. <laughs> and, but the cool thing about him is he's so gracious and so forgiving, um, even when things don't go the right way. But I think for me, man... Having a relationship with a senior pastor that's open, and a lot of times what I see is is senior pastors expecting worship pastors to read their mind. Hmm. Like, just, you, you should know. Like, And it's like, what I love about Bethany and I love about Pastor Jonathan is there's like this open door for communication and feedback. 
which is kind of like not as normal for me because I'm used to I'm in came from a very charismatic just go flow and it's like but then there might be a moment where it's like there's some he's upset or someone's upset about something it's like well how can he be upset if there's no expectation or no communication Uh. about what you want and what you're thinking and Mm -hmm. so I think for me that's a huge part of it is like letting the communication be there and just a clear lane for feedback and um, it just I think it's funny when when, when leaders you know, expect people around them to read their minds, like, you, you know, just or only come down when they don't like something. Right. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if, if you if you don't want this song to ever be sung, communicate it and sure. not just be like grumpy when it's being sung. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and it's super practical, but it's it's so true. I think the more that we can be comfortable with having conversations and just being open to what's expected. That's great, man. That's great. Pastor Troy, as a senior pastor and kind of been on both sides, right? How, how does, how do you, what do you speak to that? Well, you know, what I want to communicate is, is twofold. Number one, I want the worship pastor, which, uh, to have the freedom to feel like they can hear from the Lord and they can get a direction as well. And I love it when those two line up without me having to Mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm thinking about this flow for service. But at the same time, like you said, I have to communicate, hey, for this service, I'm feeling something. Or, you know, the other day I said, you know, that song, it's a great song, but it's not great in congregational worship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's don't do that. I like the song, but let's don't do it. So so that back and forth feedback. Mm -hmm. But when it goes well, also, I want to be very mindful that I tell them, hey, man, that was five star. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you did, do that again (laughs) next week, you know. Had a moment two weeks ago and the team just knocked it out of the park. I was like, man. And my team is young. They're all kids, basically. I was like, y'all did amazing. So I think having the freedom, like you said, the relationship dynamic there. That's it. And uh, to, to go two ways. And the go humility both. as a worship leader is some, I think a lot of times gifted people are like, you know, it's like this pompous thing that rises up like, I don't need your feedback. And I think the the culture at Bethany at first, when I first came, was like, hey, let's talk about in between services. Let's talk about what went well and what we could maybe fix for next service. I'm just like, how could there have been anything wrong? (laughs) This was the greatest set ever. What do you mean? But also like, so just knowing that, hey, I want to keep my heart humble. I want to keep my, you know, heart open to feedback. And it's like, that's how we grow. That's it, man. That's really, really great. So if a senior pastor is looking for a worship leader, okay, which Oftentimes, that's kind of the first person that they're looking for. Um, It matters a whole lot. Worship kids, the message, those are kind of the big three that matters at a church. Um, What are some attributes that a senior pastor should be looking for? I could look at it from what are some attributes that a worship leader should be striving towards to be at a place that's healthy, you know? And I think, first of all, is like... I, I love talented people, and we need talent, but heart trumps talent every day. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> and so a heart for the presence of God, a heart for the house, what's going on, and being in tune with, with what the house is saying and what God's saying. And so um, for me, like, also people who are willing to train other people, people who will duplicate themselves and be okay with someone else stepping into what they're doing and cheering them on. Man, that was amazing. So I, I want to be someone who's okay. And I, I think there's this issue with gifted people. I don't know why 
a lot of gifted people are super, super like insecure. Mm. I don't know what it is. Like I've, I've heard like the craziest singers, like unbelievably talented people. And they're just super insecure. Like, you know, somebody going to take my, you know, my spotlight. I, I you know, I, right. I'm supposed to do that. I'm so, it's like, <clears throat> man, you're, you're amazing. Why right. would you ever be worried about someone taking your spot? You should be like, man, I want to help other people get to this place. Right. I want to help other people. So for me, like just having a great heart for the house, a heart for the Lord and a heart to see others raised up is, is a, positive cool. that is amazing you know the two things that really stuck out is a heart for the house and a heart for the lord probably not in that priority a heart for the lord obviously sure. the presence of god is is number one if i'm looking for someone to lead worship but it's also important because we live in a day where you're trying often in and if you have a smaller church you might have a gap you might have a hole i don't have a drummer this week or i don't have and so you, you, we live in a, a kind of a culture where oh, well, we'll just hire somebody mm-hmm. and i understand that in certain circumstances you need to do that if you're a smaller church growing but i would rather have somebody with an acoustic guitar that has a heart for the house than a full band of hired musicians that's mm-hmm. just me as a, a senior pastor and again i'm not saying there aren't times when you have to hire i mean i did that too but at the same time, that heart for the house is so important, and I think it translates to a different worship experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, I think, and I love the fact that when you can get some somebody that you can hire that does have a heart for the house. Right. You know, that's always the um, the best case scenario. I, I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, man, tell me as we, you know, like you're saying, duplicating yourself. Um, obviously, as you begin to grow a team and try to build a team. Um, There's certain things you're probably looking for. We do auditions here Mm -hmm. um, several times throughout the year to um, onboard uh, musicians and singers and things like that. Um, What are you guys looking for when you all do auditions and and as you build the team? We're actually kind of tweaking as we go this year and fixing things that I I feel like a lot of people are really intimidated when they hear the word audition. And so we're trying to be creative and find different ways to like bring people in. And one of the ways we're doing that is we're trying to amp up community. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make the week feel like we're a family and not just like, hey, Sunday's coming and that's the priority and then see you later. So we're really trying to amp up community and making people feel like they belong. They're a part of a team and a part of a family. And so um, we're trying to, obviously we need to recruit and we need to grow um, but community, I think people see that and like, I want to be a part of that. It feels like they're family and there's something going on there and hmm. they care for each other. <clears throat> so we're trying to do that and also like get creative with just doing like shed nights and stuff where, you know, people can just come and, and play and have fun and not just feel like, oh, I got to go audition right. and then finding the talent out of that and, and growing it through that. So we're trying to get creative. We'll probably do some auditions too and maybe filter it through like, hey, submit a YouTube video of yourself as opposed to having to come down and sing in front of all these people like it's right. American Idol. Right, know? yeah, it's a little less intimidating, that's for sure. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, so more practical, man, how when Sunday mornings, uh, obviously it's game time, and mm-hmm. um, how do you guys choose songs for a set? I mean, there is a million songs that you can choose, right? And you were talking about how your team had, had chose just a great set and it was awesome and you were excited about it. So when given the opportunity to choose the songs for a set, how do you guys do that? There's a lot of factors that go into it. Like right now we're typically doing a four-song set um, with like a fifth song um, 
tag or, or what, you know, little medley at the fourth and fifth <clears> song. I think for us, we have to be thinking like not just one campus. We have to think multi-campus. So like we can't pull off like this crazy arrangement at every campus. So we have to be mindful of everyone that's involved. So, um, but but for me, I've always been really, really careful about like if we've got four or five songs, I don't want four or five different keys. Because mm-hmm. it's song one is in B and then song two is in A and it's a, you know, it's a whole step down. And then, so trying to be mindful of keys when we're crafting sets. But as, as far as songs specifically, man, I, I think I always lean towards vertical songs, you know. I think there are times for for songs that that are declarative and, and help people declare, you know, the word of God over their lives, whether it's healing or... And so, but I just love like vertical songs that connect people to God and just allow them to worship Him. And I think um, we're in this time where it's like this this challenge going on of like, do we sing songs about us all the time and me, right. me, me, and I need, I need? Yeah. Or do we just say, God, you're worthy. Mm-hmm. God, you're holy. And that. in that, I get what I need. Yes. Because he's there. Right. So right. I think it's, you know, there's times for declarative songs and we weave stuff in and celebratory. And I believe there's a breakthrough that can happen in praise. But man, just trying to be mindful of, of not crafting sets there that are me, 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 I need, need. Yeah, no, that's really good. And man, there's so many dynamics that go into it. I mean, I know oftentimes here um, we're, we're putting in some originals, mm-hmm. right, that, that are here um, that were birthed out of this house. Right. And we also are, um, you guys are very strategic about if you can find out what the message title is about and knowing kind of that and if you yep. had something that connects to the message, for sure, um, which really sets up the message really well. Um, for, and it's if, if it's a baptism, like this weekend is a baptism weekend, right. so like being mindful of that and trying to make it all fit together. Yeah. So you guys are really like, y'all do, it's not just a, man, let me grab the four songs that I really like right now. I heard this on the radio and we yes. got to force it into a weekend. Right, right. right. No, yeah. it's very strategic what you guys are doing and it's crafted really well. So um, I I'll, think a lot of people don't think that. Yeah. I would just say for worship leaders, maybe who are just starting out to like, man, sit at your piano or your guitar and worship and whatever songs are like flowing together, like think of how it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to make four songs like they're all in the key of G. But like, man, once you hit this vein of like, let's say you got an eight or 10 minute moment in the set, like you don't need to change keys to go to that next song. Like it doesn't mean you have to like make them run together, but you know, keep it in the same key and less distracting things that we can do that point people and keep people's focus on Jesus and less on look what we're doing. Yeah. Um, the more it helps people experience his presence and, and focus on him. Man, I've also noticed that, um, and this is very minor, but it matters. Um, transitions, even mm-hmm. between songs, matters a ton because I've gone to plenty of churches and I've been in church all my life and man how a song starts and stops and gets to the next song all that matters um when it comes to the presence and the flow primarily which I am a firm believer in in a team night if if you're trying to get better as a worship team as Mm -hmm. a worship leader practice makes perfect man like you have to we do a team night every week, and um, it's like 
pretty much happens every week. We don't cancel. We're going to rehearse for Sunday. But our team night involves more than just rehearsal. We're praying with one another, and we're building that community. But, man, I, I love practicing transitions. I love practicing, hey, let's practice this flow. You know, it's just not, some people right. make it like it's a religious thing. Like, <clears throat> we can't practice that. We only have to do that in the moment on Sunday morning. Right. It's like, man, I'm all about, like, let's plan and build these moments in and then let it shift if it needs to yeah. shift and change on Sunday. But, like, at least plan and have something ready to go. And I, I love taking time, even in rehearsals, for people to, you know, get to sing out and maybe a song of the Lord, something that's on their heart. And that's the moment to to activate it and get it, practice that. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to ha practice in order for those moments to, to fit and seem natural. You think that they can just happen. But I don't know, as a senior pastor, when I'm sitting and I'm listening, it's like five seconds of silence can seem like five minutes of silence mm -hmm. to me, you know, right. when they're just they're fiddling with something and I'm like, okay, wait, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. But, I mean, the more practice, the more comfortable they are and the more they're, they feel and, – and the more confidence that I express with them – they feel confident to speak out. Hey, right now, let's just worship the Lord. A phrase like that <laughs> can fill that moment mm -hmm. where it, everybody's just looking around. That that bugs me. I don't know if it bugs you, but those moments make me feel so awkward. But um, but I was thinking, you know, from your perspective, if you're crafting a worship set, what are a couple of things that you say at the end? That's the win. This is what I want the people to experience in those moments. Yeah. Was it musically excellent? Did we? Did we rehearse, and do we know what we're playing? Because, man, it sounds so basic and so simple, but I can tell you I've heard many sets from other teams, you know, people that are you know, getting advice and wanting us to help them. It's like they didn't practice that at all. It's like they just leave it all up to Sunday morning, and they're trying to cram, you know, how are we going to do this 30 minutes before service? That's not excellent. Like mm -hmm. having the time to actually pour in and craft it and as a team practice that, but to me, like what what makes it a win is did we make room for the Lord? Mm, that's did we, good. Did we make room for the Holy Spirit? I feel like the challenge with with planning center, we love planning center, but the challenge with the PCO era that we're in, it's like it becomes Holy Spirit. Mm. It's like well, song one is four and a half minutes, and then we start the next song, and that's six minutes, and then we start the next one. Click has to go, and then that's the and then it's like. We're, we're 20 minutes in, and it's like we haven't even, like, breathed. We haven't even said, God, what do you want to speak? What do you want to say? Yeah. What do you want to do? So I feel like we have to be sensitive, and that's a win for me. I'm always, like, looking for where was that moment where they just just took a, a breath and just rested? Like, I, to your point of, like, the awkwardness, the awkwardness is, like, the silence and, like, oh, right. cricket, cricket. Like, right. You can have five seconds of nothing happening with a pad, absolutely breathing and like absolutely, and then lifting that moment to transition or whatever. But no, that's great, and you know, even in that moment, <clears throat> you know, when you get to that place, obviously, you, typically you don't want to leave it there, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for someone who's taken the stage and what have you, because even though that's a, 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 a reverent moment, typically you don't want to leave it there. And I know some people like like those moments man what do you do to um get the energy back into the room sometimes because it, it's important and i've seen you just do that masterfully uh how do you do that it depends on what's next if if a transition is next you know whoever's transitioning can do that 
um, if there's another song that's happening and and it's kind of like low and it's like oh like it, it feels like something needs to be said a prayer is yeah. great yeah. Um, a scripture hey I was reading in book you know and sharing that lifting the room and just sometimes more than just trying to say something or having to do a prayer to move it on like people people can recognize genuineness yes. and something that's from your heart. And I think that's always the win is like, man, whatever you do in those moments, let it be from in here. And it's, and you're pulling people in. I feel like I've said this to our team last week, you know, cause you'll hit a service where you're like, man, it just felt like it was the resistance. And like, cause I've been in the drill sergeant mode before, you know, the worship leader mode where mm-hmm. it's like, lift your hands, shout, sing, <laughs> come on. And it's like, you're just trying to like, you know, make people do something as opposed to like inviting people into a place. Like church, come on, come with me. Let's worship the Lord. The Lord, you know, I was worshiping this week and the Lord spoke to me this. And there's a difference between shouting and, and commanding versus invitation. Mm-hmm. And people respond to invitation. That's great. That is awesome. And I think that's true for senior pastors too, because if they sense those moments, uh, they'll jump up there and try to do the same thing. Come on, let's you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just don't need to do that. Maybe we just need to walk up and say, you know what? I think God just wants to speak to you. Let's mm-hmm. just worship the Lord for another minute and just have the keyboard going. Yep. Those moments can be real and genuine, and the forced moments don't accomplish what they're trying to accomplish anyway. Right. It really doesn't. I think the the shouting command thing, and it really is an ego thing when you boil it down. I remember I was leading worship I maybe five or six years ago, and I was just kind of not in a great mood and just being completely <laughs> That happens, <honest>. really? <laughs> and I I think I had just finished like a really long like run of, of touring or whatever and was leading on a Sunday morning and I just was like, people, it was, it was really dead. And I was just like, it's not like us. Like what's going, and I was just like doing the shouting thing. Like, come on church, you know, just like an mm-hmm. angry. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do you know how many people are going through a divorce in this room today. Wow. And I was just like, oh, oh, I just got cut. Like, do you know how many people, um, you know, lost their homes? Do you know how many people lost a loved one? And it was like this list of like five or six things that just like hit me. And I know, I think P. John has a similar story he's talked about, but like, I remember like feeling so small in that moment Mm -hmm. and realizing that I was making that service all about me. Wow. <laughs> All about what I needed. Yes, they're clapping. What I needed you know, to like get from that are, moment mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. like what people needed to receive from the Lord in that moment. And you know, I think it's all about a heart thing, man. What are you doing? What are you what are you trying to fill your tank up and get your ego filled up? Or are you trying to so good. pastor people and invite them to a place listening presence? That's listening great. while leading. Mm. That's what you were doing. That's amazing. That's great. Man, let me, uh, as we get ready to close, man, if we could talk, this, we could almost do a part two on this we thing, can. man, because there's so much so much here. Um, but let's talk about songwriting just for a moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I know not everybody's songwriting, but there are some who are wanting to and desiring to. Man, what would you speak to that? How often do um, you do those type of retreats and things like that to mm-hmm. foster songwriting? Right now we're on a schedule of, of once a month we're intentional once a month. There's writing going on every week, but intentionally the team is coming together and doing a one-day event where we're doing three sessions 
Uh, there's about 12 to 16 people that do that, so we get quite a few songs from those sessions. And then once a quarter, we're doing two-day events where we'll bring in a potentially a guest to come in and maybe teach on songwriting or you know teach whatever's in their heart and then write for two days. So that's kind of the the schedule that we're <clears throat> you know running with this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, I'm I'm pumped about the culture that we're building of writing. Just to, you have to be intentional. This is who we are. We are people who write. Right. So here's when we're gonna do it. Put it on the calendar, mm -hmm. communicate it, and just it, it's happening. That's awesome, man. That's really, really great. I think that's important for those who are saying they want to do that and, and want to be a part of it, that you just have to do it, right? Yeah. That's and great. The first thing to do if you've never written a song is to find a song that you love and look at that song and dissect it and find out why you love that song. Is it the lyrics? Is it the melody? Is it the cadence? And that's the, how I wrote my first song was, look at that song and why do I like this song so much? Let's take an old song like, Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other. There's repetition. Change it for this third time. Back to the na na, but to, and that's like the poppiness of it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's the radio hookness of it. Like, oh, it's memorable. So that makes that song memorable, but then it's also talking about the greatness of our God, and you combine those two things. And I, I took a song like that, and I didn't copy it. <laughs> I've never recorded this song, but I, but I emulated the repetition of what right, I like. Right, the flow, right. And out of that basic baby steps, you can start. Oh, that's why that happens that way, and it just launches you into the beautiful world of songwriting. Wow. It's just a simple way to do it. Yeah. Man, I think I would love to get you and Pastor Jonathan on here together and talk about songwriting because I know man, you guys have written tons of songs and um, I'm sure you guys have some really great things to say about that. Man, as we close, mm -hmm. um, any pro tip that you want to give a worship leader that's listening or a senior pastor, whoever that's listening right now, man, you just say, man, I just want to give you this little pro tip or something that will help help them um, as we close. And <clears throat> again, I feel like there's been a lot of real simple, basic things, but I'm going back to the simple, basic things. And I, I feel like it's all about our hearts. And um, it's all about spending time with Jesus. You can't, you never graduate from spending time with the Lord. Yeah. It does, it's, it's not like there's right. a next better thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the That's foundation true. of who we are as worship leaders, if I never spend time with him, I can't take people there. And so as a worship leader, man, it's paramount to, to not um, give up on those moments with him privately. And uh, that's where it's at, just to stay in his presence. The more we soak in his presence and spend time with him, the more effective we can be in, in public ministry. That's awesome. Will you pray for us, man, yeah. and close us up? <clears throat> Lord, thank you so much for this day that you've mm -hmm. made. We rejoice in it, God. You're so good to us. I, I pray for those who are listening to this, those worship leaders, God, that maybe are struggling and going through a difficult time and feeling less than. God, I pray that you would encourage them, that you would um, just we lift them up to you, God. We bless them today. I pray, Lord, that you would shower down 
your yes. presence upon them, God, wherever that they're at right now. God, I pray that you would meet them in that room, God, and wherever they're watching and listening, God, I pray that you would be with them. Lord, I pray for senior leaders and pastors, God, that you would give them wisdom, God, that there would be an openness for communication, an openness for your presence, God, to break out in churches everywhere as we're experiencing Amen. revival right now in our country, God. I pray, Lord, that revival would would happen in every church represented, God. I pray, Lord, that you would visit us, God. We want you. We want your presence more than anything, God. I pray that you would visit your church in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you guys. Thank our guest, BJ, and thank you guys for um, joining us today. There's so many great things that's happening in All Access, and there's going to be more content coming up. Uh, a couple events that are happening that we want to make you aware of. First of all, there's a Next Gen Leaders Gathering that's happening March 28th and 29th. And if you're part of Next Gen, um, you're a youth pastor, you're a young adults pastor, um, you want to be a part of that. Also, the Bold X Conference is taking place June 12th. Uh, 13th and 14th, 12th, 13th and 14th, and it's going to be awesome. Be right here in Baton Rouge and get all of your students, get all of them here. It's going to be fantastic. And then don't forget about All Access and Power. Um, this is our conference that we do where we invite all staff to come and be a part. That's going to be here in Baton Rouge as well. And we want you to know that you can sign up for any of those events at allaccess.com, bethanyallaccess.com, and it's going to be great. If you need anything from us, please, any questions, any things that you have for us, please contact us. We'd love to be in contact with you. Thank you. Until we see you next time. Bye-bye.